so much of the passion of architecture is found in the rest of your life. Hi, and welcome to Tete a Tete, the Rice Architecture podcast series. I'm your host, Lindsay Chambers, and this week's episode features a conversation that's part of our ongoing series on preceptorship at Rice Architecture. For more background on the preceptor experience, you can listen to our conversations with Ethan Chan and Madeline Pelzel. This week, I'm talking with Andrew Burdix, who spent his preceptorship working at Diller Scofidio and Renfro in New York. Let's dive in. We're excited to have Andrew Burdix with us today, who spent his preceptorship working at Diller Scofidio and Renfro in New York. Andrew, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Before we get into the specifics of your preceptorship, can you talk about how your studies at Rice Architecture prepared you for your time at DSR? I think I was quite prepared from the outset just by having done four years at Rice. I'd say one of the biggest skills that Rice gave me was how to communicate and how to represent uh, the work to have productive meetings. So at DSR, I would be oftentimes presenting designs to the partners or to coworkers, and so being able to communicate effectively was really quite crucial. And I think especially my sophomore year at Rice, I, I learned those skills, and throughout just having to do pinups and reviews the whole time helped me speak in front of an audience. Yeah, and I think the benefit of Rice being such a small school is that we really do all have to talk and participate in discussions in class and obviously especially in studio, but that really helps everyone be quite precise and clear in their communication because they have so much opportunity to practice that. Right. Uh, How would you characterize your experience working at DSR? Can you describe the firm's culture and values? It's very busy uh, and quite big at this point. I think it's different to work there now than it would have been even 10 years ago. Now it's really quite corporate. I mean, there's 100 people there. But over time, I began to see the communities that form in, in the office and the culture around art or the different fun things that happen outside the workplace. The thing is, like DSR, although it's changed so much, has some continuity with its roots in art and exhibition work. So when I was there, we had the mile-long opera on the High Line. Have you heard about that? Uh, I haven't. Can you explain a little bit more about that for me and our listeners? Sure. Well, back in the fall of 2018, they had collaboration with David Lang, who's a opera composer and uh, different folks involved with the High Line to bring in like 900, I believe, opera singers from around the city, scattered them along the length of the High Line and choreographed a performance so that visitors would walk the full length through this audio experience. It was a combination of spoken word and songs, and it dealt with a lot of the themes that like a DSR early project might work with. I was involved with that, just helping to make some of the props and things. Yeah, that was probably super exciting. So the firm does some work, obviously, then with exhibitions or kind of maybe less architectural projects. What other projects were you involved with during your time as a preceptor? The office has always a few of these art projects on hand, and they're always in the mix. For me, I worked the whole time on uh, the Juilliard School they're building in China. So after the collaboration with Juilliard in New York, they got asked to work on the satellite campus. And I was actually on it in the CA phase. So 
the whole time I was looking at documents as they came in around the construction of the building and helping out address problems, issues that arose during construction. It was a pretty interesting project in the sense that it's sort of involved with the art and cultural spheres to do a music school, but it is still like a huge institutional effort. Is that project still under construction or was it kind of nearing the end as you were finishing up your time there? Yeah, it's coming along. So when I started, the foundations had been completed and they were just putting up the steel structure. And when I left, um, maybe 10 months later, they had put up the scaffolding for the facade. So most of what I was working on had to do with the steel and the issues that arose from the steel. I was basically working with a really heavy rhino model of all the steel in the project and a set of drawings from the interior designer. And I'd cross-reference the two and find clashes. So there'd be things like a member of a truss cutting through a ceiling, so we had to drop the ceiling height, or maybe a column was uh, running through a toilet in the bathroom. Yeah, and I think sometimes when you're working with all of these different systems, it can be a little bit hard sometimes to always recognize where those clashes are ending up. The benefits of working with the 3D model too, I guess. So were there any other projects you were working on at the firm? or I guess anything that you thought was exciting that other people were working on while you were there? There's a ton of exciting work happening right now. We'd always have like a press dossier of publications about Hudson Yards and the politics and economics behind it. I did one competition back in January for like a tower in Midtown and I actually got to build the model for the competition and fly it over to Switzerland while I was there. So I had an exciting experience delivering a model like in person. Uh, So moving on, Perceptorship provides a unique opportunity for undergraduates to form valuable connections with practicing architects and designers over that extended period of time. Was there anyone that was particularly a mentor to you during your time at DSR? Yeah, so on the Juilliard team, I worked with two project architects like in their 30s and a senior associate who's more of a facade waterproofing expert and then Charles, the partner in charge. Um, And the senior associate was actually like a a real great mentor to me. Uh, He would explain to me how details worked and quiz me about buildings as we looked out the window at the New York skyline. And upon leaving, he actually gave me this really great advice. He gave me a list of drawings He said these, I think it was like 14 types of drawings. If you actively focus and learn how to draw these drawings, like a certain wall section uh, at at different scales, like if you really focus and learn how to do these drawings, you could do it in like two years. Whereas if you don't, it'll take up to eight years or something to just learn these in passing. And he told it to me in this very like like a mentor type of way. He was like, here's your list. Now go and find them and go and learn them. That was uh, quite nice. Yeah, that sounds like a super helpful way to move forward, especially knowing that you're going back to studio and will have an opportunity to probably draw some of those drawings from this list. So what do you think, if you could possibly boil down your experience at DSR, what was the most formative part of your preceptorship? For me to see with this project, the way that issues are resolved was probably the biggest learning experience, most formative part, because I I got to witness crises come and go and see how Charles and and the architects in particular would respond to them and and work with um, 
the administration of Juilliard and work with the contractors to, to get the building uh, built in the best condition. So for me, the most formative moments were those times where I'm sitting in a meeting, but I'm witnessing crises unfold and, and seeing how like Charles would manage them. I think that was probably the most valuable experience to get in the room, to get at the table in those situations. In going through school, we have all of these ideas about how construction works, but until we actually see those issues being resolved in person on a real project that's going to be built, I think we don't necessarily understand as much how some of those conflicts get resolved. And how ad hoc it can be, you know. In school, we think it's a preconceived plan, like everything's specified by the logic of the design, but then you get there and they're asking you what wood you're going to use for, you know, the walls of the concert hall. And this is like a really difficult decision to make, but um, such an important one. Yeah. And after having that experience of kind of seeing conflicts get resolved or seeing how architecture works in the real world, how do you think your approach to design studios has changed, if anything, now that you've had your preceptorship experience? I think what DSR has helped me with now moving back into the studio environment is the ability to design and design a lot and design quickly and not be attached to the work. Because last year, most of what I was doing was design in a sense. Uh, Just like any junior designer, I'm coming up with sets of options that then the senior associates or partners are going to select from. So in those moments, I had to separate myself from the work and just produce a huge variety think in years past I've struggled in studio by setting one design too soon and not staying flexible but now I hope I can bring back some of my experience from DSR to you know just produce a lot and separate myself from the work. Yeah and I think that's especially helpful you're in Troy's studio uh, friends included which looks at kind of residential towers in yeah architecture yeah micro housing yeah So I think that's going to be super key, developing a lot of different options that you can have and then quickly selecting what you need to be able to develop a project to the kind of high level of detail that totalization requires. Yeah, and I think Troy's studio comes with an approach to form making that's similar to what I encountered in the workplace. It's all very provisional, very messy. It's not about an ingenious design. It's about creating a set of rules and constraints for you then to play along and come up with ideas. So finally, what advice might you have for younger students who are looking to get the most out of their first full-time work experience? I think the advice I would give is maybe not about what to do in the workplace, but how to construct a lifestyle for yourself that's manageable. For me, the thing that I did that really helped me and I would advise other students to do was I did stuff outside of work. I diversified my own identity in a way. I'm more than just an intern. I'm a mm-hmm. lot of other things too. So I would actually go uh, once a week Scottish dancing. This is like a, a cultural pastime <laughs> of mine. I've always done it growing up. It's like a social type of dancing. And I found a class in New York that I could go to on Monday nights. And I think that eased some of the crises around um, architecture at times. Yeah, a work-life balance certainly is very key to having a full-time job. You definitely have to recognize that the job isn't the only thing that you are. And especially, I think, when you're first starting out, 
you have to realize that it's going to be your whole career in front of you. So if you don't develop those passions outside of work, you might not end up having as much of a social life as you probably should. Or I mean, so much of the passion of architecture is found in the rest of your life. You take your projects with you everywhere. For sure. Well, thank you for being on the podcast <laughs> today, Andrew. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. For more information on preceptorship, please visit the Rice Architecture website. If you liked what you heard today, please write us a review. And don't forget to subscribe to our page on your favorite platform to keep up with new releases. I'm your host, Lindsay Chambers, and this has been Tata Tech.